0: The National Archives podcast series. This talk is called King's Own Men, West Africa and the Great War. It was presented by Nigel Davis and recorded on the 6th of March 2018 at the National Archives, Kew. At the advent of the First World War, British West Africa was comprised of four territories, the Gambia, Gold Coast, Nigeria, and Sierra Leone. Each of these territories were distinct, but had similar administrations and were largely divided between indigenous Africans and a British-oriented African elite. Inhabitants of the colony were British subjects. Inhabitants of the protectorate were British protected persons. These colonial and cultural distinctions existed in practically all of the British West African territories. In the Gambia in 1914, the capital was Bathurst, now known as Banjul. There was an educated British-oriented elite called the Aku, or Creoles, who were largely based in Banjul. Wealthy Wolof merchants also formed part of a distinct, non-westernized elite. In the Gold Coast in 1914, which was ruled successively and concurrently by the Dutch, Danish and the British, Accra was the capital and was mainly administrated by the British. It was also populated by the Ga ethnic group. Other principal cities such as Cape Coast and Almina were mainly populated by the Fanti ethnic group. The African families were also influential in Accra and Cape Coast, and educated elites in these towns demanded further rights as British subjects. The Ashanti Protectorate was also declared in 1896 after the Ashanti people fought several wars against the British and were finally defeated. Nigeria was created following the amalgamation of the Lagos colony with the Niger Protectorate and the Northern Nigeria Protectorate in 1914. There was a cultural divide between the Western oriented elite in Abiyakuta, Lagos and Calabar and the Northern Protectorate. The Saros, the descendants of Sierra Leonean immigrants and the descendants of Brazilian returnees remained influential in Lagos and Abiyakuta. The educated elite fought for political rights and unified colonial policies throughout Nigeria. The elite opposed Governor Frederick Lagarde's policy of indirect rule. Many of the educated elite followed prominent nationalists such as Dr. John Randall and Herbert Macaulay. Sierra Leone was founded as a private colony in 1792 and was founded as a crown colony in 1808. Freetown was the principal settlement and capital of the colony. A protectorate was declared over the hinterland of Sierra Leone in 1896 and incorporated various African kingdoms. There was a cultural and status divide between the colony of Sierra Leone and the protectorate of Sierra Leone. The British-oriented elite in the colony was largely comprised of Creoles. The Creoles were largely Christian, descendants of ex-slaves and free people from across West Africa, the Americas, and Europe. The outbreak of the First World War reverberated across West Africa irrespective of whether someone was of British background or protector status. Although Anglo-African tensions existed between the British colonialists and the British-oriented elite, Dr. J. K. Randall of Lagos summarized the position of British West Africans' elite by stating a truce was in place in light of the war. The British-oriented elite largely supported the war, however many traditional African societies in the protectorate were unwilling to recruit on behalf of the British and were reluctant to serve. It is unclear the extent to which working class West Africans in the protectorate, in the colony, how much they supported British war efforts during the conflict. British colonists were careful to appease and control, for example, in Nigeria, Hausa Fulani rulers, and the Egba revolts in southwest Nigeria against British rule reflected the precarious position of British colonial authorities during the war and in particular in their attempt to garner support among West Africans outside the British African elite. However, from as early as 1914, the West African press was espousing loyalty for Britain and disdain for Germany. German citizens, who were prominent traders in Nigeria extending credit to local native traders, were barred and expelled from Nigeria. German captives in Syrian were held in the model school uh, during the course of the war as well. In Sierra Leone, Muslims from the colony and protectorate took the unprecedented decision to denounce the Ottoman Empire, which was one of the most dominant empires at that time. The fervent loyalty of British West Africans was also reflected in the service of some West Africans living in the Britain who decided to serve in the military during the conflict. One of several West Africans to serve in the conflict in the, on the British army during the war was Henry Clement Solomon, fondly known as Harry Solomon. He was born in 1897 in Freetown, Sierra Leone to parents of African and Jewish descent. He attended local schools before going to St. Paul's Junior School, then known as Collet Court School, and completing his education at St. Paul Preparatory School in 1916. He enlisted in the military in 1918 and served as a rifleman in the Rifle Brigade. He later served in the Labour Corps as a private and received the Victory Medal and the British War Medal for his service. He returned to West Africa as a clerk and engaged in mercantilist pursuits. There was also Francis Sidney Dove, fondly known as Frank Dove, who was another person of mixed race descent to serve in the British military. He was born in Brighton to a West African father with connections to the Gold Coast and Sierra Leone and an English mother. He was educated in England and was as a teenage law student at Oxford University that enlisted to serve in the First World War. Frank served as a driver in the Royal Tank Corps in the E Battalion from 1916 to 1918. As a driver, Dove received the Military Medal for Bravery at the Battle of Cambrai in November 1917. Dove also received the Commission in the Cadet Unit of the Royal Air Force. After completing his service, he returned to his studies and represented Britain in boxing at the 1920 Olympics. But Harry Solomon and Frank Dove were not the norm. Although some blacks of West African descent served in the British military, many did not. Ernest Jenner Wright, born in London to a West African father and English mother, attempted to enlist in the Royal Army Medical Corps. Jenner was rejected for service and told to go back home to West Africa, even though he was a Londoner who had never been to West Africa before. Nonetheless, Jenner took this advice and settled in West Africa and established a flourishing medical practice, and he received an MBE in 1938. Beyond the service of some West Africans in the British military during the conflict, British West Africa was also of strategic importance to the war effort more locally. Nigeria borders the former German Cameroons and the former Gold Coast. Now Ghana borders the former German Togoland. The West African Regiment, West African Frontier Force, and the 1st Battalion of the West India Regiment were stationed in Freetown. Freetown's coaling station was of significant use during the war, and its deep water port was used to dispatch servicemen and supplies to the war front in the Cameroon's and Togoland campaigns. West Africa was also of strategic importance because of the service of thousands of West Africans in campaigns to capture German colonies in the region. The British made several attempts to recruit local West Africans to serve in the conflict particularly in the campaigns in West Africa and also the campaigns in East Africa. The British had a small military presence in West Africa compared to other forces such as the French. This resulted in the British focusing heavily on the recruitment of West Africans during the campaign. West Africans were largely recruited from ethnic groups in the colonial hinterlands or protectorates whilst educated elites were discouraged from enlistment and were certainly refused commissions as officers. British colonialists colluded with some chiefs to recruit men for service, as West Africans were reluctant to serve, knowing that it could be a death sentence. British recruiters inaccurately recorded the names of servicemen when enlisting these men, and often recorded their first names and maybe their second name as the name of their village or town. Yet despite the challenges and reluctance of some West Africans to serve, the British were able to recruit men for service in the West African Regiment, the West African Frontier Force, and the Carrier Corps, in addition to the West African Medical Staff. The West African Regiment had been established as an imperial unit in 1896. It was administered by the War Office and was recruited mainly from people from Sierra Leone. Twelve companies of 1,500 West African soldiers largely comprised the West African Regiment. The West African Regiment was formed to serve primarily in the Protectorate of Sierra Leone, but it could also be deployed in various areas across British West Africa. The regiment served in the Cameroon's campaign and was stationed at British garrisons in the Cameroon's. Eight Sierra Leoneans received mentions and dispatches during the Cameroon's campaign who were part of the West African Regiment. Surinolians serving in the West African Regiment, however, were not eligible for the West African Frontier Force Distinguished Conduct Medal. The West African Regiment, however, did receive battle honors for their bravery during the Cameroon's campaign. The West African Frontier Force was one of the most important military units in the African campaigns of the First World War. Established in 1900 from various constabularies in the British West African colonies, The force was comprised of 7,500 men at the start of the First World War, including five battalions of the Nigeria Regiment, a battalion of the Gold Coast Regiment, and the Sierra Leone Battalion. In addition to this, 130 Gambians also served in the Gambia Company as signallers during the Cameroon's campaign or were attached to other battalions. The West African Frontier Force were crucial for the campaigns in Togoland and the Cameroons and they also served in the East African campaigns of the First World War. Perhaps the most well-known West African to serve in the West African frontier force was Lance Corporal Alhaji hajji Grunshi. was reportedly the first British soldier to fire a shot in the First World War on 12th of August 1914 when he shot at a wireless German station. Grunshi, a Gold Coaster, possibly from the northern region of the former Gold Coast, served in the Gold Coast Regiment, and was the first West African Frontier Force to engage German forces. He served as Lance Corporal in the Gold Coast Regiment, and later was given higher honours as a Regiment Sergeant Major. He was mentioned in dispatches and received the Distinguished Conduct Medal and the Military Medal for Bravery. Perhaps among the most tireless servicemen who served during the war were the Carrier Corps. 14,200 Sierra Leoneans, Nigerians, and Gold Coasters were recruited as carriers in the West African Carrier Corps during the campaign of the First World War. The carrier corps often were recruited by forced labour, as West Africans were reluctant to serve knowing that it was squalid conditions and harsh labour. The carriers were divided into three carrier corps, comprised of the Sierra Leone Carrier Corps, Southern Nigeria Carrier Corps, and the Northern Nigeria Carrier Corps. Companies of carriers were attached to battalions of the West African Frontier Force. Carriers initially served in specialized roles, serving combatants, but were later used as a general labor force. Carriers often gave, were given meager supplies and often had barefoot without any shoes. Hundreds of carriers died as a result of disease, and several of them suffered from tropical ulcers and pneumonia during the wet season, particularly in the Cameroons. The West African medical staff was formed in 1902 and was administered by the Colonial Office. However, service in the West African medical staff, unlike the other regiments that served in the First World War, was restricted to medical doctors of European descent. The West African medical staff, which was a civil unit, were required to serve in the Cameroon's campaign because of the dearth of medical officers available to serve, and so at least 17 European medical officers served in the Cameroon's campaign. Medical officers were attached to regiments in the West African Frontier Force or served at the base hospitals in the Cameroons. Because of the dearth of medical personnel available for the Cameroons campaign, African medical staff were required to serve in the Cameroons as well. S.B. Palmer, a dispenser at the Colonial Hospital in the Gambia, was seconded to the Cameroons, and Ebenezer George-Luke, a dispenser, served as a storekeeper with the medical department of the Sierra Leone Battalion and the West African Frontier Force in the Cameroons. Some African assistant nurses also served in the medical department in the Cameroons. One of the examples of someone who was required to serve due to the dearth of medical officers in the First World War was McCormack Charles Farrell Eastman, who was perhaps the first, if not the only, black African to serve as an officer in the First World War. MCF, or Charlie as he was known, was born in 1890 to Sierra Leonean parents in Accra, Gold Coast. He was raised in London and educated at Collet Court School and Epsom College. He completed his medical studies with great grades at St. Mary's Hospital and the London School of Tropical Hygiene, Medicine and Hygiene. Yet on the basis of his skin colour, he was refused entry into the West African medical staff and was relegated to the position of native medical officer. However, the need for medical officers meant that he was commissioned as an acting lieutenant in the West African medical staff. He served in the Cameroons between November 1914 and July 1915 and was attached to the West African Carrier Corps. He received the three campaign medals, the 1914-15 Star, the British War Medal, and the Allied Victory Medal. He also retained the rank of Lieutenant in 1920 and received an OBE for his contributions to medical services in 1954. These various military or civil units of the of West Africa served in the two major campaigns, the Togolan Campaign and the Cameroon's Campaign. The Togolan Campaign was the first military campaign in West Africa. German Togoland, which bordered the Gold Coast and the French colony of Dahomey, had an important wireless station. Britain, Br- British forces captured the capital of German Togoland on the 8th of August, 1914. Captain F.C. Bryan of the Gold Coast Regiment crossed into Togoland from the Gold Coast and fought German forces on the 25th of August, 1915. Bryan and the regiment captured an important town which had an important German wireless station during the war. As a consequence of German defeat after in the war, Togoland was divided into two territories administered by the British and the French. The British Togoland merged with the Gold Coast in 1956 and formed the independent nation of Ghana in 1957. The French Togoland became the independent Republic of Togo in 1960. The other important campaign of the West African camp theater of war was the German Cameroon campaign, which was requirement of the British to try and capture the German telecommunication system that they had in West Africa. It was for this reason that the Allied forces formed the Cameroon's expeditionary force to capture the Cameroons, although partial motivation for the French forces was to regain territory previously lost to Germany. Weather conditions in the terrain contributed to a prolonged campaign, and the spread of disease such as dysentery and malaria were more common than death in combat. The carriers in particular suffered from diseases, in particular tropical ulcers. However, by the summer of 1915, German forces were in retreat in the Cameroons, and the Allied forces defeated German forces on the 10th of March, 1916. The Cameroons were divided into two territories administered by the British and French. The bravery and service of West African servicemen in these campaigns is reflected in the statement of Brigadier General C. M. Doble, who praised the West African servicemen. He stated, To them, no day seems to be too long, no task too difficult. With a natural aptitude for soldiering, they are endowed with a constitution which endures them to hardship. They share an inexhaustible fund of good humor." Not only did West Africans serve in the West African Theater of War, but they also served in the East African Campaign, which was fought by other forces to capture German East Africa between 1915 and 1918. German East Africa, which is the modern-day countries of Burundi, Rwanda and other parts of East Africa, was an arduous campaign. A battalion of the Gold Coast Regiment was the first West African unit to serve in the campaign in East Africa, and four battalions of the Nigeria Regiment also served in the East African campaign. West Africans such as Bello Akiri, who received the Distinguished Conduct Medal and the Military Medal, served a distinction in the East African campaign. The outstanding service of Sierra Leoneans as carriers resulted in the carrier Corps being formed to serve in the East African campaign. These various victories that were assisted by the West Africans resulted in several West Africans receiving battle honors such as Musa Bauchi of the 1st Battalion of Nigeria Regiment who received the Distinguished Conduct Medal and he was among 38 Nigerians who received honors Servicemen in the Nigeria Regiment also received at least 30 military medals Gold Coast Regiment soldiers also received medals and were among 20 from the Gold Coast to receive Distinguished Conduct Medals and there were 23 who received the Military Medal at least two Gold Coast Regiment soldiers also received the Distinguished Conduct Medal with a clasp. Sierra Leoneans also received the Distinguished Conduct Medal, as did Gambian's, even though they were a smaller company as well. Beyond the battlefront, British West Africa was adversely affected economically by the First World War, which had a severe impact on working-class West Africans. There were food shortages throughout British West Africa as basic commodity prices increased The British colonial expulsion of Germans in Nigeria contributed to economic hardship, and rice and sugar were scarce in Lagos. British West Africa had another setback after the war, as some territories were affected by the influenza epidemic in August and September 1918. However, as a result of the conflict, there was a revival of West African nationalism and the emergence of organizations demanding further political rights for West Africans such as the National Congress of British West Africa. West Africa's role in the First World War, however, remains a neglected area of history. Although thousands of West Africans served in the First World War and in the regular British military mil- the, during the home campaigns, there has been a lack of, lack of attention given to the detail of these servicemen. Despite tense Anglo-African relations, the British West African elite largely supported the war effort and this has not been recognised in many histories of the war. More importantly, the First World War had a long-term impact on West Africa. Nationalist and political movements were established that formed the basis for the decolonization and independence movements of the 1930s, 40s and 50s. Yet, in spite of all these different things, in spite of the fact that there are memorials in Bathurst, Freetown, Kamasi and Lagos commemorating the service of these brave men, they are largely forgotten in West African and indeed European history.